0: Pull up a seat, snuggle with your dog, cuddle with your kitty, put on your headphones as you nuzzle with your horse. You found Dr. Andy's World Radio Show. This show is for those interested in empowerment, empowering you to know what you know about your animals, the world, and everything in between. Now, here's the host of the Dr. Andy's World Radio Show, animal facilitator, Dr. Andy Harper.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome everybody to Dr. Andy's World Radio Show here on Inspired Choices Network with myself, Dr. Andy. Um, If this is your first time listening in, thank you so much. If you've been here before, I'm so grateful you've come back. Um, And you may be wondering just a little bit of how I came to be on the air with you today. Um, Let me tell you a little quick story. As an animal chiropractor in practice, I listened to stories day in and day out from people that blindly followed their veterinarian's advice to only watch their pet's health and vitality continue to fade. And over the last 15 years, yeah, going on 16, that's amazing to me. Um, I provided as much information as possible at each individual appointment. We only had so much time, um, and I was struggling with not enough time or energy to support each client the way they required. And I was getting more and more fed up and exhausted, and how can I get this information out there, how can more people hear it, what's it going to take to change all this, um, and I wasn't ready to give up on my dream of empowering people to know what they know about their animals. So here I am, on the radio, um, that the show travels via the internet all over the world. Um, we're going to look at things very differently Um than maybe you ever have in the past about your animals, maybe about your life and living, and maybe the world. And so today we are going to go the the show is today, Dog Breed, Tips and Tools Every Owner Needs to Know. Um and the show is a very dramatic title. Um I don't know if it's, you know, all that and a bag of chips. But I did want to talk about breeds and dog breeds. Um and this may be a little Um, beginner for some of you. It may open your eyes um, to aspects of breeds that you hadn't thought about before, Um, but if you are looking to add to your pack or you're looking to maintain or increase your household harmony, um, we're going to go over energetic secrets to how you choose a breed that works for you. Um, And when that works, you don't have to be faced with Do we need to rehome the dog? Do we need to get training in here? They're destroying things. This is costing a lot more money um, and possibly losing that household harmony. Um, So today we will go through um, what the seven breed groups are represented as per the AKC, the American Kennel Club, and what the general characteristics of each. Um, And then... I'm going to go through my five most important and probably very obvious tips to choosing a breed that will work for you. And then what breeds are you energetically congruent with? Um, So if you're serious about wanting to be energetically congruent with your animals, stay tuned. And we'll go through all that here on Dr. Andy's World Radio Show. Um, We're going to go and discuss what's in a breed. And if you would actually like to join me today, um, you can join in the chat room. You can see what um, I and my fabulous producer Keisha are up to here on Inspire Choices Network. And you join the chat room by going to InspireChoicesNetwork.com and on the home page along the top click on chat room, follow the directions and you get a, be- get a behind the scenes look at what we're up to. Um, and then you, c- you can participate there and you actually don't have to talk on air with me. But for the few of you that are ready, willing, and able, if you don't mind speaking up and being heard, you can call in. And in the U.S., that number is 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. And you can always find me later at um And on Facebook, um, I have a a page. Actually, I have, like, a handful of pages. You know how those things get a little out of hand. Um <laughs> or maybe you don't but I do. Um and I have a what they call a public figure page It's Dr. Andy Harper and then you'll see the banner for the radio when you pull up the page so you know you're in the right place. Um and you can leave a message there. Um okay. Seven breed groups represented by the AKC. Um the AKC if you're not familiar is the American Kennel Club and they they are uh, the governing body, let's put it that way, of the breeds and what In the United States, because there's also uh, UKC, which is over in Europe. Um, And then there might be something in Canada. There might be something in Australia. I don't know. I I didn't look all that up. But here in the United States, we have the AKC. And they are the ones that determine what is a breed and what that looks like. And they all have standards for each breed. And if you want your purebred dog to have papers and run around the ring and, and do the beauty pageant, Um, they're the ones that determine all of those regulations but they do have these seven groups that are kind of nice to you know when you're taking a look at what kind of dog's going to work for you and so we're gonna start with the herding group Um, I didn't realize that is the newest group it was added in 1983 so it's not that old even though that group at least here in the Colorado Denver area is very very popular and those are your Herding dogs: your Border Collies, your Australian Shepherds, your Cattle Dogs, your Healers, your Corgis, your um, a very energetic dogs. Um, and actually, they're a little—it's a little different than just being energetic. And we'll go into that in a second here. But they have the breeds that are in that group have the ability to control the movement of other animals. That could include your toddler. That in- could include, you know, the group of five-year-olds. It, it could include you when you're not moving fast enough to feed dinner. Um, and that nipping at the heels to get other beings to move you your herding dogs, right? Um, A.K. being put in there, write up because I read through all the write ups. Um, and they respond beautifully to training exercise, which is code for they need a job. Um, these breeds are going to be much happier with a job. And that doesn't mean you actually have to live out on 40 acres and you have to have sheep or you have to have cows or you have to, you know, they have to be working, which most um, dogs of those breeds would be more than happy. But, of course, we always always ask a question, right? Here, we're in Dr. Randy's world. We're in the weird world of FCM, what it would like. But that job could be as simple as going and doing an agility Class every week. It could be as easy as doing that, and then maybe doing a trial, an agility trial, on the weekend. Or now here in the Denver area, we have um, actually people that have sheep, have cows on their property, and you can go teach your dog how to herd. And then there's herding competitions. And I actually have never been to one, so I don't know how they score that and what all you get with all of that. I'm sure you Google will have those answers for you if you're really interested. But that would be a job that would be something they would do weekly if not but you know a couple times a week um, because they are also very very bright so you with dogs you have just exercise just moving the body and then you have a brain that you may need to tire out and with the herding group i consider them you have both you have to work with you're going to have to tire out the body and then you have to tire out the mind and however you do that is up to you but just be aware when you get a breed from that group, that you may have to be dealing with that. And does that work for you? If you're excited about doing agility classes and you that's what you're looking for, how cool is that? That's what would work for you. Next group is the hound group. Um, I call them scent hounds and sight hounds. Your scent hounds are your bassets, your beagles, your bloodhounds. The ones that have the big, long ears. Well, not necessarily. Beagles' ears aren't. Yeah, they're a little bigger than they should be. But um, <laughs> not should be. That's a judgment. Everything that is, times a gazillion, communicate and destroy it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, puck, puck, all mine, boy, short, and beyond. And there it is. There's the clearing statement from Access Consciousness. If you need more information about that magic wand and all those weird words that just came out of my mouth, go to um, access, nope, theclearingstatement.com, and you can get all the information you need there. Um, And it you don't even have to know what it it does or what I'm saying for it to work, so we can just continue on. So your scent hounds, um, bigger ears, nose to the ground, they're the ones trained to find people, right? Um, They're the ones that make all that bang noise that you hear, that long bark um it's intense so if you think a basset hound would be way fun and you know they don't need that much exercise there's really not a lot of legs there um and you live in an apartment and you think that might be a good idea you might want to check that out because they can be very loud and you can have very angry neighbors real quick like um and then the sight hounds and they're also known for their stamina those are your greyhounds your whippets your irish wolfhounds your boyzoids your um and i'm actually a huge fan of sighthounds i actually grew up with greyhounds i think greyhounds make a fabulous first time dog owner dog they don't have a lot of hair that you have to manage or brush they're easy to bathe easy that's easy um they're not very active, although you would think you would have to run them a lot, which you don't. You know, a few laps around the park, they're tired. Um, and actually, now that I say that out loud, the KC had their stamina listed as one of their um, attributes. They don't have any stamina. They have speed. They they can sprint like the Dickens. Um, but they're called sighthounds because they have um, pretty good vision for a dog. They have um, beyond regular dog vision, which they use their vision more than their nose. So those are your sight hounds. So I'm a big fan of them. Um all of your hounds are going to be stubborn. And it's my interesting point of view, but I always joke that hounds they don't want to do it your way, but they're not necessarily bright enough to have another plan. They just don't want to do it your way. And so as an animal chiropractor and, and actually having to maybe hold an animal there, get something done in a minimal amount of time and re- you know a little bit of restraint there, they they, they can be difficult with that. Um, more so your scent hounds than your sight hounds. Um, but and it's really kind of a bummer because those beagles, damn, they're cute, right? And they're like 30 pounds and they have short hair. And they're not, so there's a great medium-sized dog and and back to the apartment dwellers or, you know, townhomes and stuff like that. They would be perfect, except they are quite barky, quite loud. actually need quite a bit of exercise. They tend to be stubborn. They're not the easiest dog. Again, this is just information. So you have it, you can be aware of it, and then you can choose what's going to work for you. Um, Let's quickly go through... Um, the non- oh crap, yeah. Let's go to the non-sporting group and then we'll go back to the toy group. Um, I love the fact that they call something non-sporting. <laughs> I think they could have come up with. Well, we don't know where else to stick these breeds, so we'll just give them. They don't do any work over here, group. Um, so I always thought that was just the best name. And my poodle, like the poodle, the breed happens to be in that group, which is just astounding because. What poodles are actually good at, and how athletic they are, and what they have been used in the past for—they were great hunting dogs. They—they they do all this. They're now in the non-sporting group, I guess. They just walk around and look pretty in their in that big poofy—you know that big poofy haircut, right? I mean the big up front, little poofs on their ass. Um, and now they just look pretty. That haircut's called the continental, in case you wanted to know. And it was designed to keep the organs warm and then keep the rest of the hair off the body. That's what its purpose was so many years ago, and I don't know how many years ago. Uh, Because that hair is probably why they're in the non-sporting group. Because even in a kennel cut, which is just a trim-down cut, they're like Velcro dogs. They collect everything. They're going to collect every burr. You're not going to get stuff out of them. I could see why hunters are like, okay, these dogs are brilliant but it can't handle, I can't manage this coat out hunting birds or whatever they're hunting. Usually it's birds. Um, so there's the non-boarding group. Um, and it's a very diverse group. Um, I don't remember who else is on there. I just remember the poodles in there, and and it's just funny to me. Um, so let's go take a break. Um, we're going to come back. We'll finish up with the rest of the groups. Um, And you are. You're listening to Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with myself, Dr. Andy, on on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back.
0: Did you know Dr. Andy travels the world facilitating classes, empowering others, and talking to the animals? From Chicago to New York City to California to Texas, Europe, and Australia, while spending a good amount of time at home in Golden, Colorado. Check Dr. Andy's schedule at accessdrandy.com. If you would like Dr. Andy to come to your area for animal sessions or classes, contact her for the possibilities at accessdrandy@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thank you for making Dr. Andy's world a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com.
2: What if the world doesn't function the way we've been told? What if we truly can bend the laws of physical reality? What if we can end limitation? What if weird were the coolest thing you could be? And what if it's time for a totally different reality? Are you ready to create it? Are you ready to dream as big as you dare? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything in my life changed for me. This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Gandhi, Galileo, and Aristotle all knew to be true. It's not about the answer. It's about being the question, always. It's about truly being you, whatever that looks like, and changing this world. Is now the time? Start by signing up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. That's beingyouclass.com. What if you are the gift and the change this world requires? beingyouclass.com.
0: Welcome back
1: everyone. I am Dr. Andy on Dr. Andy's Radio Show, World Radio Show, Dr. Andy's World Radio Show here on Inspired Choices Network. And if you happen to have any burning questions or would just like to join in the conversation, we make it easy around here. All you need to do is call in. That number in the U.S. is 815-880-880 Hello everybody. Welcome back here at Dr. Andy World Radio Show. I am Dr. Andy. And if you would like to join us on join us in this conversation today, we make it easy. And all you need to do is call in. Um, in the US, that number is 815 880 8255 And in Canada, 613 800 8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Um sorry, my producer's chatting to me. So I I'm I am blonde if you've not seen my picture and I cannot read and talk at the same time. It is a skill I am working on, and it's just not working today, so I apologize. Um we are talking about what's in a breed here on Dr. Andy's World. Um we're just finishing up the seven different breed groups and their characteristics as per um CAKC, the American Kennel Club. And we left off at the non-sporting group. We're going to go back to the toy group, um, which is just a bunch of small dogs. Um, that's it. They they don't really have a lot of things in common except their size. Um, they don't all do things, you know, the same way or anything. They're just small. Um, what I loved in the write-up on the website, AKC website, training aside, it's still easier to control 10-pound dogs than 100-pound dogs. Which is so true? How, how many of us don't like little dogs because none of them are trained, right? None of them sit. None of them are quiet. I mean, we all know those little things yap yeah, a lot. And I have one of them. Um, yeah. So no, no, they're not trained. And what do we do with them? We pick them up, right? We we allow the crappiest behavior out of a ten. 10-pound dog that's just not going to fly when you have a 100-pound dog, right? They it, it, it just cannot behave the same way. Um, so I do love that they make that note in the toy group um, section. Uh, sporting group. Now, this is these guys are active, and they don't generally need the tiring out of the brain like your herding group. Um the sporting group are your German hair Pointers, your 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 Labrador Retrievers, your Golden Retrievers, your Setters, your Spaniels, the ones that like the water. They're out in the woods. They're great um, if you do go hunting, um, but they need a lot of activity. I mean, I know some GSP's, German hair Pointers. Oh, my gosh. I've not met a GSP that I did not like. Sweet dogs great i would imagine great with kids and the family they're not as they're not as popular as your labradors but holy moly you better be prepared you better be that person that goes out to run three to five miles a day or bikes or rollerblades because if they're not running miles a day they are very difficult to live with Um, but they don't necessarily have the brain the intelligence that you need to wear out as much as your herding group. You still maybe need to be prepared to run three miles a day with your herding dog and play find-it games to wear out their brain. Whereas your your sporting group, they're just, they're very active. They're alert. They're likable. They're generally very easy to live with um, if you're willing to be active. I am not willing to be that active. I do not have a German short hair pointer. <laughs> um terrier group We're we're all familiar with terriers you know how many of us like terriers raise your hand not that i can see you um i'm actually a huge terrier fan i didn't know this growing up you know like playing with all these dogs i really really tried to take everybody's points of view on how horrible these little terriers are and i just can't do it i just enjoy the snot out of them um I have a Jack Russell mix, I have a rat terrier mix. Um I enjoy them. I enjoy um working with them in my practice. And I think what I really like is they're that spunky <laughs> Um, what they write up on the website. Um well they're bred to hunt and kill vermin, right? And they're always eager for a spirited argument. And I I maybe I'm a little terrier too. I don't know. Um and I just I love it. And you have to be prepared, especially, you know, like, okay, you get bring in a Jack Russell, you're going to have to work probably the brain even more than their body. Yeah, they're probably pretty active and could use a, a good walk or whatever, but you better be prepared to be smarter than your dog. And brain games and hide it. And there's more dog sports. Um, there's called nose work where they actually have to think and use their nose to find sense. And then oh, earth dog. Is that what that's called? Oh, if I got it wrong, I apologize. But they literally put a rat in a tube, and the rats actually have kind of like child actors. They can only work for so many hours, and then they need a break, and they have to put a new rat in the tube. But they hide this tube in bales of hay, and the dogs have to find it. Come on, how cool is that? And the rats are all fine. Nobody gets injured. But when you have a terrier, you might need to be prepared to do some stuff like that. Um, have them utilize their brain. Um, so I enjoy the snot out of them. Uh, and you also have to be prepared when you get into the bigger ones like your Airedales. You now have a terrier that is 80, 90 pounds. And that can be a lot. Um, generally, I currently have a couple clients, sweet old dogs, old boys, darling And then I've worked on a couple Airedales and and those guys needed to be muzzled because they were ready for a spirited argument and that spirited argument at 90 pounds is a little different again than a Jack Russell at 15 pounds. Next is the working group and these are the dogs that have a job um, and or give themselves their own jobs, but they guard. They guard property. They pull sleds. They they perform water rescues. That's where your you know your Saint Bernards are in there. Your German Shepherds. Your Dobermans. Um, they're working. They're out there working, but they don't necessarily need a job per se like your herding group. Um, the Doberman I have currently. Um, this is my second one that i i have lived with and you know probably i keep saying i keep projecting it's going to be the last protection breed i ever own because he's so interesting he he pretends to be like the dumbest dog in the world in the house but as soon as we go outside he's given himself the biggest job in the world to manage the entire neighborhood and make sure mom is safe and make sure this is correct and make sure this is in the right place like in the entire neighborhood, or then when we get in the car and go somewhere else, then he's trying to do that in unfamiliar, it's very interesting energy what he chooses and how um, he uh, bees in the world. Um, My producer is asking me a question. It's the working group. Um, She's asking if it's protection group or working group. I call the Doberman protection breed, I call it the German Shepherd protection breed. That's just my lingo. They are in the working group according to the AKC. But those dogs, your Roddies, you know, you we all have pictures of like the Roddy chained up at the junk yard protecting the junk. I don't even know why. It's just the strangest thing, right? Um, but they're in the working group. Um, and they tend to be bigger dogs in this group. And so, again, back to training and how much training um, would you like to do before you bring something home that is 100 pounds and is willing to bite somebody because it's in their DNA to protect you. What kind of training is required? What are you comfortable with handling? Um, and I'm not saying every breed is like that. The Doberman would probably let anybody in the house, but heaven forbid they're walking on the other side of the the street in our neighborhood. He's a little quirky. I don't know what to say. But you've got to be per- prepared for what training may be required if you bring a breed home like that. Um, that's it, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep, seven. So that's the overview um, of the breeds. Um, And then... My five most important, and probably they're probably really obvious tips to choosing a breed that's going to work for you. Actually, four are going to be obvious, and one I found extra interesting as I kind of got prepped for this this show. But what we're going to do first before we jump into that is we're going to take a break. Um, You are listening to Dr. Andy on Dr. Andy's World Radio Show here on Inspired Choices. We will be right
0: back. Thank you for making Dr. Andy's World a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
2: Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at InspireChoicesNetwork.com.
0: This is Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with animal facilitator Dr. Andy. To participate in the program, call us in the U.S. 815 880 8255. Canada 613 800 8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to AccessDrAndy at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening
1: to Dr. Andy on Dr. Andy's World Radio Show here on Inspired Choices Network, and I am here every Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And you can catch me all over the Internet. You can go head directly to Inspired Choices Network. There's going to be this show, and then all kinds of archives you can check out, and then Google Play and Spreaker and Stitcher, iHeart, SoundCloud. Just search for Dr. Andy's World. So we were finishing up with the seven groups of dog breeds. Um and then we we're gonna jump on into my five most important. So dramatic, isn't it? Um <laughs> four of these are probably pretty obvious. And then the last one I found interesting. Um I don't know how much time we'll get in get into it here on this show, but but it was uh it was interesting. So energy level. And we talked a b- little bit about that as we went through the actual groups. What energy level will work for you? So here in Dr. Andy's world, there's no right or wrong. It's what's going to work for you and the animal involved or the animals involved. What energy level are you comfortable with? What's? Are you a long-distance runner and you train daily and would like a companion to run with? German short pointer might be an awesome addition to your running schedule. Uh, a cattle dog might work, although they tend to be a little stockier. So you might, you know, if you're getting a mix, you're looking at a puppy that's three different breeds, possibly. And granted, if you're rescuing a puppy, it is just a guess. (laughs) The size and what's in there is just a guess. Um, But what what if you actually looked up those breeds to see if some of that characteristics would work for you? Um, and what can you live with? You know, oh my, this is this is so interesting. Um, I'm not sure why I'm telling this story. This is pretty funny. Ah, it's probably a decade ago. My parents were going through a midlife crisis. Actually, it's got to be 15 years ago now. And my mom wanted an alpaca farm. My mom had been a stay at home mom her entire life and has never worked a job. And now she wanted to get a ranchette alpacas breeding program, you know, and I tried to tell her they only have babies at like 3 a.m., like you're up in the middle of the night and camera systems and my dad didn't want any of this and this was a whole big deal and oh my gosh. um, And she needed, the alpacas need something to protect them at night um, and so a lot of people will get a llama because those suckers are mean candy and, and or like a Great Pyrenees So we drove, she went with the dog, of course, and we went all the way up to Wyoming to look at these puppies, and it was the most interesting thing, because these puppies were raised out in the barn, they were not handled, and we walked in, and when you're used to a litter of puppies running up to you, and going, oh my God, and hold me, and I want to lick your face, and what are you doing, and they looked at us, and did not move. They stayed together, mama left, um, and that was fine, they were old enough, it was no big deal. Um, and they hung out with us. They kind of let us touch them, some of them not at all. And then when the livestock started to leave the barn, they followed the livestock. It was so interesting to see that because that is not what you're used to, right? And then my mom's like, oh, my God, and what if it gets too cold? And they got to come in the I'm like, okay, Mom, this is not a house dog. Not a house dog. They will live outside. They're more comfortable with the livestock. Um the whole thing fell apart. It never happened. And I think, thank whoever, thank God, thank whatever. It, but what do you require? Do you require a house dog or do you require something outside with your livestock so the coyotes don't get it? It's a little dramatic of a story, I'll tell you. But what is going to work here on um, size? Do you want a little dog that you can just pick up, not have to train? going to bark its full head off, it's going to have a little bit of pee, a little bit of poo, you know, doesn't eat much, like, do you want a little dog? Um, I'm actually a huge fan of little dogs, and I would not have said that about a decade ago. I was like, I don't like little dogs, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm a huge fan, huge fan, and there's a lot of bonuses to that. Do you want something enormous, you know, do you, do you not mind feeding a 150-pound dog? Do you want a mastiff? Um, do you want a Newfoundland? Um, and th- what I get asked a lot that I don't have a really good answer to is, what 30 to 40-pound dog do you like? And it's kind of like back to what I was saying about the beagles. They're a great size. They have a short coat. But they're not exactly easy to live with. Um, a lot of your medium-sized dogs are not. Your cattle dogs. Very much, you're going to have to be a really strong pack leader. You're going to, they tend to be just a single person dog. Um, They, they're, well, hard-headed. They're not exactly stubborn because they're very bright. But, you know, and then I'm like, what other medium-sized dogs are really kind of easygoing and easy to live with? And there's not a lot out there. So just be aware of that. Um, And if I come across something, I'll let you know, of course, right. Do you want a bunch of hair everywhere? You know what we call German shepherds? They're German shedders. The amount of hair that comes off that dog is intense. Labrador is the same thing. Golden retrievers um one thing that I don't know how many people know your light your white colored dogs will shed more, so your gold your Yellow labs are going to shed more than your black labs. Your white greyhounds are going to shed more than your black. The lighter colors shed more. And it's not just a matter of you see it more. It really isn't. They actually do shed more, and I don't know why. So be aware. um, Those little King Charles, um, oh, gosh, they're sweet, and they're cute, and they're nice. They're, I don't know, about 12, 15 pounds. Get the one that's mostly black because they shed like the dickens. Shed like the dickens. And that and it just depends. I don't like dog hair. I am in the wrong business for not liking dog hair. Most of the dog hair in my car and on my clothes are actually not from my dogs. <laughs> I have a poodle. I have a Doberman that has very little hair. I, I do have a white Jack Russell. He does shed. He's about the only shedder I've got and all of that is tempered because all they eat a raw diet. And that show's coming up soon in the next so many weeks. Um, so what can you live with I mean I have people that have five German shepherds and they don't see a hair doesn't bother them in the least um, I look down on the front of me after sitting on their floor and petting their dog and doing my work with them and go oh my gosh how do you live with this so it's like I said there's no right or wrong but what can you work with and then there's the drool right Maybe it's because I cannot stand drool, cannot, cannot stand it. Um, So those breeds are just off the board, they're just off, there's just no way. I mean, Newfoundlands, the big black hairy dogs, and this will kind of segue into our temperament, that's number five is temperament. Such a nice temperament. Oh my gosh, easy going, tend to be pretty quiet, don't mind working. You can do you know, they love doing the water rescue if you want to do some activities with them. They're awesome. And they shed and they drool. And mm, I'm not living with that. And that's just my point of view. I know so many people that love these new fees. Oh my gosh. And like I said, I enjoy them for our appointments. I enjoy them when I go visit friends that have them, but living with that I mean like there was one dog that came into my office I had to get the drool off the ceiling no shit drool on the ceiling I'm not living with that so (laughs) but again those folks that just adore this breed don't even see it and how cool is that so the temperament was number five and I thought that when I went to um, look that up I wanted an actual definition Of what is temperament and oh my gosh I found like I found one article that was quite interesting and then there was like three different definitions and the gentleman that wrote the article is trying to put all of these breeds and all of these beings into a box and scientifically group what their temperament is like and blah 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 it's basically their personality and what he was um, saying in the article was what the dog is born with is what its personality will be and training can change some things environment can change some things but that personality that the dna of that dog will not change and everything that is true or is a lie about that can we uncreate and destroy it all right wrong good bad pod poc all nine boys shorts and beyond. and So I've been sitting with this for the last few days. And I'm like, is that true? Is that true? Yes, no, yes, no, yes. Am I trying to make it not true because is it true for people? Do we all have a temperament? Do we have all a personality that at our core, we don't change, we can choose different things and we can train ourselves to do different things. And everything I'm bringing up is just a question. It's just to see what energy moves Um, and everywhere you align and agree or resist and react to anything I'm saying, can we create and destroy all that? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pop, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. Um, So they were, he mentions here, how does the knowledge of temperament affect the decisions about a dog made by the shelter? And I thought that was a great question. And what had what came up was if we blindfolded ourselves to temperament test a dog, because how much do we project and expect what a certain breed is going to do that that the animal then does, and all the projections, expectations, separations, judgments, and rejections we have about each breed in. Can we uncreate and destroy all those times of godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all my boy shorts, and beyond. And how often do we go and pick a dog, pick a puppy, get a cat? I don't know how often a horse, but we do this all on looks. What do they look like? Are they cute? Are they not? Do they look like this breed I like? Do they look like this breed I don't like? Um, that if we, would we choose the same dog if we were blindfolded? All of that. Time's a gazillion. Can we create and destroy it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and bronze. And so that's what, so temperament, I it's just the personality. What's the personality of your dog? Do you have an easygoing dog? Do you have, high anxiety dog do you... i mean he used some very technical terms in this article um and I, i'm not saying i'm buying the article by any means but it was it was very interesting um and and actually this point of view that if we take our vid, if we stop looking at the animal first what would we choose and it actually had come up a couple of weeks earlier before even the show um, created itself. Um, I was at a, a friend's house and she got a new cat um, that she got out of the shelter. And this cat mean, and I'm not sure why it was mean, but it was mean. Did it not feel good? Was it in pain? I don't know. We didn't get that far. And I'm like, well, you know, how, I had, and she's like, I had a choice of three cats, but she was the prettiest. But where was the question in that? Would you like to, she was in Texas and she brought the cat back from Texas. I think I even talked about her already. But um, do you want to move to Colorado? Do you want to live in a house with other cats? Do you want to live in a household where someone's home all the time or would you like a time away from people? Like instead of, oh, she's the prettiest. No question there, right? What's it going to take to start asking questions and getting awareness around the energy that, so it does work. For you and the animal so then you're not faced with a mean cat that maybe needs to be rehomed or maybe needs to be put down or 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 whatever whatever we can create with that so temperament is personality like i said those newfies have great temperaments um my my standard poodle both my standard poodles have great temperaments um they're able to go through activities new activities, same activities, they can recover quickly, um, they are themselves and pretty much, that's interesting that I said that, that they are themselves with all people, with all animals, um, that, that's kind of a nice temperament to live with, and it doesn't mean the other temperaments are wrong, whatever they may be, whatever you want to classify it. Um, and actually we're going to go to break and then I have one more point on the temperament and a couple more questions and awarenesses maybe we can get on that so um, let's go to break you are listening to Dr. Andy on Dr. Andy's world radio show here on Inspired Choices Network and we will be right back
0: Thank you for making Dr. Andy's world a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
2: What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer, it's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time. Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. Beingyouclass.com. What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? Beingyouclass.com.
0: This is Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with animal facilitator Dr. Andy. To participate in the program, call us in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to AccessDoctorAndy at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back here at Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with myself, Dr. Andy, on Inspired Choices Network. We are talking about, all about what's in a breed. Um, we've gone through the groups as per the AKC earlier in the show. We're now talking through, I'm talking, you're listening, um, through some of the things that, some of the characteristics that might be important, um, which I they're important to me. So I thought I'd share them. Um, and some of them are quite obvious. You know, do you want something that sheds or doesn't shed? Drool, no drool. How big? What's the energy level? Um, and then we were finishing up with temperament. Um, and there's there's quite a few um, different definitions of what that is. I like personality um, the best. It kind of doesn't stick it in such a scientific box. It um, doesn't make the animal right or wrong which some of these definitions did. Um, What I I am going to do is I'm going to share this article that I found along with a couple other um, resources in the follow-up email. And if you'd like that follow-up email, it, it goes out to all the members of my radio show, and this is something new that we're putting together. And the easiest way to join that, and it's all free, is to head over to my Facebook page, Dr. Andy Harper Public Figure Page. You'll see the radio show banner at the top and hit sign up. Um, You'll have to trade your email, I can actually email you, Um, and you'll get one follow-up and then one reminder when I go live a week, maybe some other stuff in there, but there'll be the clearings that I use on the show, and maybe some of the other clearings that maybe I prepped for the show that didn't get used, but they'll be in there. We'll give you some added information, like this article, like some other information on Temperament, but come join, come be a member. I don't know what you're a member of. I guess member of Dr. Andy's world, huh? How does it get even better than that? So temperament. Um, let's, go, let's do this clearing and then, yeah. How can you relearn to choose an animal based on no reference? Oh, my gosh. Let's start that over. How can you relearn to choose an animal based on no reference points or objectives of right or wrong or good or bad? Everything that brings up times a godzillion. Come here and create and destroy it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, buck, all nine, boys, shorts, ambiance. Animals, we project at them, they show us what we project at them. Not a mirror, but it, it's a representation of our projections. So if we see a dog that looks like a shepherd, fratty mitt. How many projections are placed on this dog that then when we do temperament testing, let's say in a shelter, in a rescue, in a, who knows, puppies, whatever, they're going to show what we projected at them. So what if you get something completely different from a person that absolutely loves Shepherd Rahi mixes to the gal that walks in or the guy that walks in that is petrified of them that's going to do the testing? you think we'll get something different and that's just a question it's just something to go hmm so there was a lot more i actually had prepped for this show and my fabulous producer is telling me we only have five minutes so i better get hopping on this let's so energetically congruent um and a couple questions i had here was you always pick a dog that is just like you do you like a breed because they're just like you? I went to <laughs> chiropractic school with this guy. He was he was tall. He was skinny. He was always moving. And he went out and got a German Shorthaired Pointer, and everybody went, "Well, that's a good fit." <laughs> you, you've even seen that stuff probably on Facebook or you know other places where you look like your dog. Like, do you go out and pick a dog that's just like you? Do you have OCD tendencies? You get a dog that. A little OCD. Maybe you should let somebody else choose for you. I've literally, I've told that to a couple people. Because um, your projections of what the world is like is so strong that that animal tends to pick that up. And it will, sh- you know, show that back to you. Maybe, so maybe, you pick- you know, maybe somebody else should be along to pick. Maybe you should ask a question. Maybe you should do something the opposite of what you've always done. If the other dogs weren't exactly what you were looking for, their temperament was more like yours and you wanted something different. Um, that that point of view, that those questions I've been playing with for years. Um, and so I hope some of that made a little bit of sense. I'm still sussing out all the energy on that. Um, if you currently have a dog, let them do the picking. That's probably the easiest way I can put that. Let them do the picking. Um, And before, and I know it doesn't always happen, believe me, I went for a massage and came home with a puppy. I get it. Um, If you are actively and consciously adding to your pack or getting a dog or getting a cat, before you go out looking, before you pull up on the Internet, ask. What animal would like to come live with me and would enjoy my lifestyle? And let the universe and the animals show up. And you have a higher chance of that animal that is congruent, energetically congruent with you showing up. Okay, we talked about the membership. Head to the Facebook page, click sign up. There'll be a lot of information in this next email because I didn't get to cover everything I wanted to. How cool is that? Um, yes, and I actually wanted to talk about, it's kind of like the big elephant in the room, the pit bull, right? Oh, my gosh. And all the energy that just came up because I mentioned that breed, the breed, can we create, destroy, all that, times again, gazillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, all nine boy shorts, and beyond. So I... In the, all the definitions you are using to create the pit bulls as a problem are you choosing? We're going to create and destroy all that. Time's a bad, Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, online, all nine, boys, shorts, ambiance. We'll do more on that on another show. There'll be more in the email. Next week, um, we're going to talk about the prescription for outcreating your veterinarian. We're going to go through what is a holistic vet and why I don't go to the vet. Thank you so much for listening to Dr. Andy on Dr. Andy's World Radio Show here on Inspired Choices Network. Until next week, how much fun can you have with your animal?
0: Thank you for choosing to listen to Dr. Andy's World. Dr. Andy will return next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until next time, how different are you willing to be?